Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a bi-demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, weddings. Sounds Sounds fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. I said the intro correctly this week. She's done it. A professional? It's not like we've done this, what, like 216 times now? Listen, we've said it before and we'll say it again. We can only do the intro when we do the whole intro. That's very true. And last week there was this, a minor interruption mm-hmm. and I had to re-say it. Um, and I reset it wrong. <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Um, I have a feeling that Mr. Bogey will be an integral part of uh, today's podcasting experience. Mm-hmm. So if you hear uh, just a gentle jingling, perhaps, uh, would you like to say something into the mic, Bogey? No? He's putting his ass in the mic. Um, oh, that's so nice. Just, he's a part of this. Uh, now he's trying to play with a chord. Um, bestie? We carry on. Uh, uh Kayla? <laughs> <laughs> yes? Do we have any housekeeping? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. All right. What are we talking about this week? This week, we're getting married. To each other? I th- Yeah. Oh, good for us. Surprise. I didn't get us a gift. Um, I think we're supposed to be each other's gift. Isn't that human trafficking? Mm, no. Anyway. Is, is there no <laughs> explanation to follow that? No. You're just going to say Sarah no? Sarah sent me a potato. For my birthday, as I guess, I guess you all know that she said it secretly last time. I did, and you tried to interrupt me. I did. Uh, I did receive my potato. It's sitting on my desk, staring at me. Um, it doesn't have eyes. That's what you think. Oh. Anyway, we're talking about weddings. I paid extra for those. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we talking about weddings, Kayla? I just, uh, I was just at one. Over the weekend, my sister got married, and it was a very yes. lovely time. Um, yeah. It was my second wedding of this wedding season. Mm. I just thought it would be an interesting to think about or talk about, like, an A-spec perspective on weddings and kind of, I don't know, the because uh, it was my sister's wedding, so I was, like, pretty involved. In the other wedding, I was um, also mm. a bridesmaid. And... Mm. Like, just through, like, talking to my mom about all the, like, traditions. about like, there's just so much baked into it of, like, well, this is the traditional thing to do at a wedding. Like, every part of the wedding, there's so much tradition in it. And some of them are, like, okay, that's, you know, more of an organizational thing, really. And others are just, like, weird. Um, So I just think it'd be interesting to talk about. Your sister just got married this past weekend. My sister is getting married next February. True. And they're both you know, white women in their 20s getting married in in Southeast Michigan. But there is one key difference between their weddings. (laughs) Yes. Which is that my sister is marrying a woman and your sister did not do that. No, she certainly didn't. Um, But that's okay. And I'm I'm my sister's maid of honor. I'm I am in the wedding party, but because I live across the country from her and because of the way that I am as a person, um, I... My responsibility thus far has not been great. Yeah, I had this. Um, I had the same thing because I am 
also across the country. And also like my mom and my aunt were very involved. So I didn't really like, yeah, no one asked me. Anything. <laughs> no one asked me for anything. I was just like, okay. Yes. Sometimes my sister will text me and she'll say, can you um, send this message to the bridesmaids group chat? And I'll say, <laughs> sure. I love that. You know what? You. The other day, she got she had her first um, fitting of her dress, and she sent me some pictures. And she was like, "Can you send these to the bridesmaids group chat?" And I responded by saying, "Let me read it exactly." Yeah, please. Please. I responded by saying, "Also, apologies. It's the wedding party group. We're trying to not be gender specific because although everyone in my sister's wedding party." Um, is a woman, uh, there is a non-binary person in her fiance's wedding party. So we are trying to be inclusive. Good. I um, love that. They were trying to come up with a, a good name instead of like bridesmaids and other bridesmaids. Um, and I said the people who stand at the front and they didn't like that. Um, mm. Well. Anyway, she said, can you send the pics of the dress to the wedding party group? And I said, just a reminder that you knew what you were signing up for when you made you made me your maid of honor. The reason I said this was because uh, I, I sent the images with the caption, all caps, Bing bong, thought there is a dress, yeehaw. What a professional. What a professional. It's me. Um, but th- all this to say, that's been my level of engagement thus far. <laughs> yes. It would be interesting to see if we want to do like a part two after your sister's wedding to see if we have any yeah. extra thoughts. And and I have a little bit of a, a perspective. My sister, my sister's friend who has been married, um, with their wedding was supposed to be la- uh, June of 2020 for obvious reasons. That didn't happen. Also because it was supposed to be in Europe. Mm. Um, and her fiancé, who her husband, who um, is a U.S. citizen, was not going to be allowed into the country where the wedding was. That would be tough. Due to COVID restrictions. That would be tough to have a wedding. Without half of the, yeah, people. yes, um, because she's she's from Europe. It's not like they were just like let's do a destiny. Like she's her whole family lives there. Um, anyway, but the wedding is finally happening. I believe this summer. Um, and so my sister was the maid of honor, and she finally had to plan like a a bachelorette party, mm. which happened a couple weeks ago. And she didn't, I didn't get too many details, but she did text me a couple times being like, I'm looking up what you do at bachelorette parties and why do they have so much to do with penis shaped things? Honestly, yeah, this is a good place to start because I uh, also had a big part in planning my sister's bachelorette party. Um, Mm -hmm. But I left like the fun things to her, um, the other bridesmaids Mm -hmm. who were her college roommates because- I was just like, I don't know. So, yeah, the th- – the What do the straights do? Exactly. And one of the roommates is actually queer. So we were having a big bonding time during the bachelorette party <laughs> because, like, uh, like, I don't know, people – and all of them were, like oh, – I was the youngest one because my sister's older and all of her friends are, like, mm-hmm. her age. Um, when, so- you say, when you say older, you mean she's, like, 27 or 28. Yes, but I'll just like in a different stage. I mean, I also mean older as in a in different like, stage of in life. a different stage of her life, and so are yes. her friends. Um, so people are talking about like their futures and like adult things, and me and um the other queer bridesmaid were just like, ha ha ha. 
yeah, the the raunchiest, I suppose, hers got what we, we did. Oh, the, my. Oh. Yes? I'm sorry. A bogey just tried to bunt my microphone. Oh. Good. And I thought it was going to fall over. What a delight! But it's a sturdy, it's boy. a sturdy fella. Oh, yes. okay. Ass in my face. Continue. Uh, I think the raunchiest it got. There was like some straws with like some little cartoons of like stripper men on it, maybe. Mm. Um, and we see. there's this game that I've seen at a couple bachelorette parties now, where you, uh, everyone gets the bride like a pair of panties. And then, oh yeah, that's a thing. She has like, to buy guess lingerie. Yeah, like a lingerie part, and then she like has to guess who brought which one. Oh, um, that one was fun because like some people brought like silly ones too, so that was kind of fun. But um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like dick shaped um, straws or like mm-hmm. floaties or. Like the magic mic type of thing. It's all very sexualized, right. which I think I think that's the same thing for bachelor parties of like the idea of like, oh, go to the mm-hmm. strip club, your last night of freedom. It is very I feel like the traditions really start there with how just mm-hmm. how heteronormative. And of course, because you know, it makes sense. It's hetero people getting married. Um mm-hmm. just those like traditions and that like weird just thinking behind it is Kind of bizarre because you have people that like are not like maybe very like sexual or raunchy people or like they have very like or they're very private about right or like very vanilla relationships and then all of a sudden you get to the bachelorette party and it's like going crazy it's very yeah it's interesting to embrace this the stereotypes that I think are often embraced in the context of bachelor and bachelorette parties you have the bachelorette parties which are themed you know because Mm -hmm. of course women they love a good a good well-organized theme and the theme is dicks for some reason because when you get married suddenly you can have dick or at least you can be not ashamed about having dick i don't know maybe that go it goes back to like when it was assumed that you like never had sex until marriage and so the bachelorette party was like almost preparing you for that like Oh, yeah, here's like your, your, dick. your wedding night lingerie or like we're now mm-hmm. going to teach you like what sex is. Like maybe it goes back to something like that. Personally, I'm sure it does. for my bachelorette party, I would like part of it to be a murder mystery party because I've never been to one and I would like one. Mm. Do I have to plan that? Who's planning that? Who's to say? Okay. I feel like I'm going to have a maid of honor, but like depending on people's skill sets, different things will be assigned to different people. Yeah, that's that that's part of the reason why uh, like the my sister's bachelorette party, like I will be involved in planning it, but uh, as far as I'm aware, unless I'm making things up live and in concert on the podcast, <laughs> um I won't have to do a lot of the more logistical stuff that's going to go to her other friend who is in the wedding party because that's just not yeah, like I have friends that are like party planners. Like they are very good at themes mm-hmm. and like getting people like all hyped up and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, also wild. I don't even remember if my sister and Amanda are they having separate bachelorette parties. I don't even remember. No, some people do it separate and some people do combined. My sister's yeah. now husband um, went to Texas and they went to a rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, which I love. Um. That sounds very in character for what I know about him. 
I, uh, really? Because disagree. <laughs> I, I, okay. He, here's, here's actually, I take that back. It sounds very in character of what I project onto him. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, that's of, fair. Of, because I don't really know. I, I mean, I've never met him. Like, I. Yeah, I guess you haven't. Maybe I have. That's fair. But only very briefly. Yeah. So just, he's, that's the type of thing that I would project a person like him. I think it says more about his friends than him. Oh, yeah. Because they planned it, and then he was just like, all right. Okay, yeehaw. Um, But I feel like while while bachelorette, hetero bachelorette parties are just very dick-focused for some reason, uh, hetero bachelor parties are very much like, we're going to the strip club. It's your last time to have fun. Mm -hmm. We uh, got some strippers. We got we got you a sex worker. Obviously, these are like the stereotypes. Like not everyone. Yeah. At, like my sister's bachelorette party was like not like that. You know. Um, yeah. And my and my sister's will not be. Um. To to the extent it that would be I wild if hers was dick focused. It would be super strange. Honestly, that'd be pretty camp. It'd be kind of funny, actually. <laughs> it could be could be pretty camp. A la dollar beans bachelorette party being dick focused um but i mean just because me i would not let that happen that's fair that's is heteronormative and foolish but even if i like even if i were going to embrace the the stereotypes of bachelorette parties because she's gay would it just be vulva focused ew uh (laughs) <laughs> that's I see, this guess is the question. that would be kind of good just like a lot of boobs maybe yeah yeah i guess i can't help you there that's why i'm not gonna do that that's fair so moving on to the actual wedding wedding even the bridal shower my sister had like a bridal shower which is where all of like the women that are like closest mm-hmm. to you i guess get together and you do like presents I just booked my ticket home for my sister's bridal shower. It's very exciting. But, like, it's it's weird because you do presents, but, like, you also have to give the person another present for the wedding. Right. And it's, yeah. like, it's only for the bride. Like, so I don't know, again, if this is, like, well, I guess, like, in the olden days, it'd be, like, you would give the woman, like, the, the cookware for the house and it'd be, like, womanly gifts. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is interesting in my family, as of late, the bridal showers that have happened have not been women-specific. Like, for example, my cousin that got married last summer, her brothers were invited to her bridal shower, and, like, there were other men there. My dad didn't go, but I think that was mostly because he didn't want to. Mm. Um, <laughs> and because it was a bridal shower, he didn't feel obligated, you Yeah, know? It's just, like... It's weird the amount of, like, pre-wedding events there are because it feels like they could all be combined mm-hmm. into one. Like, an engagement party, like, yeah. depending on how long out from your wedding it is, like, that's one thing. But you have, mm-hmm. like, the bridal shower, and then you have rehearsal dinner, which, like, yeah. it, I guess is only for, like, the bridal party. I guess that serves party. a purpose. Well, no, yeah, it serves a purpose because, like, the beginning is, like, you rehearse the wedding. Yeah. Like, walking down the aisle and the order of people or whatever, and then you go have dinner right. and hang out. It just like it just seems there's like there's so many things, and I feel like they must have served a grander purpose in the past. Yeah, and now they're just things that you do. Yeah, I mean, I have to, 
I thought I wasn't going to have to book a separate trip home for the bridal shower, but I did. Yeah. So just just flying back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. That has been me for the past, like, year. Okay, but you don't have to fly this far. I don't. It's true. It's, it is cheaper for me. Okay, so now on to the real wedding. I feel like I was just aghast the entire time about just, like, how many traditions there were. Like, my mom would mention mm-hmm. something, and me and my sister, like, I don't think she has ever been in a wedding. I was in my first wedding mm-hmm. a couple months ago. So there are things that we've just, like, never heard of. I don't think we'd ever been to a bridal shower before, my sister's. Just, like, mm-hmm. random thing. Like, at the bridal shower, there's this thing where you take the ribbons from all of the gifts people gave you, and you, like, tie it around a paper plate. And then that's, what? like, your pretend bouquet for the rehearsal. Oh. But, like. There's also, like, weird games at the bridal shower. Yeah, we did some, like, trivia games. Those were pretty fun. Yeah. But just, like, the amount of tradition behind, like, okay, this is the person who walks, like, these people down the aisle. And, like, these Mm -hmm. are the first people to leave the ceremony after it's over. And, like, this is the order that the reception goes in. Just, like, Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff that's just, like, everyone just, like, I guess knows. But, like. Right. Why? Or, Or really traditional things that may have been normal. For example, like when my parents got married, yeah. they didn't bat an eye at. But now people are like, do we have to do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's been a discussion that my sister and her fiance have had is like, what of the traditional wedding things do we even want to do? Because it's our wedding. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like my wedding is going to end up like losing a good amount of that kind of stuff because it's just like, mm-hmm. why? Yeah. Something my my cousin did that I really liked was they did like the first dance with like the dad of the bride and the mom of the groom. And I think they might have also done a mom, bride, dad, groom one. But but they did it so that it was just because usually it's just them Mm -hmm. for the whole song. It's very awkward to watch. (laughs) And you're all just watching, especially when they do like. You know, first dance with the with the newly married people, and then the mother, and then the and it's just like all in a row, and you're just like, like you've already eaten dinner. You're just like, when yes, when can the party start? Um, so what my cousin did is they for for her wedding, they did okay. So they had like a father daughter dance, and it was just her and her dad for the first like forty five seconds to a minute. And then after that, they were like, okay, if there are any other fathers and daughters who want oh, to come out. Oh, that's cute. And yeah. And so they did that for all of the different combinations so that p- they weren't being stared at the entire time. <laughs> yeah. My friend whose wedding I was in a couple months ago, her, all of her dances were very short because she like does not like being looked at. Yeah. And so like at the very end of like the last one, it only lasted a little bit. And then they like quickly changed the song and they were like, everyone join in. Cause she just, like, mm-hmm. I like that idea though. That's super cute. Or you could honestly just do like the bride, dad, groom, mom, like at the, they could just at the same time. I've, I've heard of people doing that at the same time. That seems yeah. cause then you like split the attention. Here's yeah. the two things that I think are the Okay, one is weird. One I like, it feels less weird to me. The garter okay. 
and yeah. the throwing of the bouquet. Yeah. So for those of you who, I guess I don't know if they have that kind of thing in in weddings in other countries, but yeah, this whole episode. I mean, w- weddings honestly they differ a lot between cultures. They or they can. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be confusing to people not in America, and I'm sorry. Or um, not in West. I think I think this is a pretty common thing in Western countries okay. more generally. If, if you don't have weddings like this, or like haven't been to one like this, consider yourself lucky. I'm sorry, and also yeah, like other cultures' weddings are like regarding the garter thing. Consider yourself lucky. That, but like other cultures' weddings are just like, but like Indian weddings. That's what I was just thinking. Of. Like, I have fun. never been to an Indian wedding, but they I seem told wonderful. Our friend Asritha, the only reason that I want her to get married, I was like, I don't care if you get married or not. That's not my business. The only reason I want you to get married is because then I get to go to an Indian wedding and you get to dress me mm-hmm. up. And that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. It's like a it's like a good excuse to have henna slash mehendi slash whatever you want to call it. Yes. Uh when you're not an Indian person or you're not a South Asian person and not feel weird about it. That's very true. <laughs> you know? That's why sometimes Asritha does henna for me because she just likes doing it. And then I don't feel weird about it because she did it. Yeah. And she said it was yeah. okay. Anyway. And she said it was okay. Yeah. And she wanted it. Anyway. Okay. So the garter thing. I get, We can start with the bouquet thing because that's the one I feel less weird about. Um, yeah. So the the bride has like the biggest bouquet or whatever. And she like walks down the aisle with it and like you take pictures with it, whatever. And so during the reception, which is like the party and the dinner after the ceremony, all of the like single, not married women. All the single ladies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they played Put your during hands up. it. My sister and her husband, they had a, a remix version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. It was a good time. Oh, my goodness. Um, but so then the bride like throws the bouquet like backwards over her head and then someone in the crowd catches it and whoever catches it is like, oh, you're going to be next. Yeah. You're the next one to get married. Yeah. So it's not as bad as what we'll get to, which is the garter thing, but it is like Mm -hmm. very presumptuous of like all women want to get married. Yeah. Why don't the men do that? Huh? I know. I feel like at my wedding, because it does sound fun to throw the flowers, I would make yeah. everyone who's single and interested in getting married. Yeah. Well, how about all the bros have to bro it like rugby style? See, that would be fun. That would be fun. It would be embracing more stereotypes, but yes. I think it would be funny. <laughs> Maybe I'll do like a, I don't know, because I feel like throwing it is still fun, but I want a different reason to throw it. I have, I have, it gets better. Okay. All the people who are interested, it, it's rugby style, mm-hmm. but they amongst themselves pick a person who they want to win because you know how in rugby you like pick people up mm-hmm. to catch. They, they do that. <laughs> huh? That's all. Okay. Thank you. Well, I'll have to, if anyone has any ideas of other reasons I could throw my bouquet. Um, let me know. For this fun. This sounds fun. Yeah. Whoever catches it wins a prize. That would be fun. The prize is your everlasting love. <laughs> so true. Um, okay, so the garter thing. I'm not as familiar with this because I I only remember being to one wedding where it happened, and it happened mm-hmm. really bad, and I'll get into this. Mm-hmm. What I believe it is is so um, the bride wears a garter under her dress. Garters used to be used to hold up stockings. Now they're just for – 
They're just a, just a thing there. that wraps around your thigh. Yeah, they're just there. My mom crocheted my sister one. They didn't do the garter thing, but she still crocheted her mm. one. It was cute. Mm. And so I forget who. Is it the groom or some like random groom. man? No, it's the groom because they just got married. I don't. Okay. I'm unsure, but some some man. It's the groom. Like, okay, well, hold on because I have, a, I have a story to tell you. Some man, maybe the groom, like goes up the bride's skirt and like takes the garter off. And like sometimes they'll do it with their teeth. Yeah. And it's very sexual. I once went to a wedding where they made mm-hmm. a child do it. And it was incredibly uncomfortable. How, what what was the relation to the child? What was the bride's relationship to the child? I don't remember. I don't. It was a, a little boy child. That's the That's really weird. Oh, because the Pre- garter talks. Okay, the groom will remove the garter from underneath the bride's gown and toss it into the crowd. Okay. And whoever catches it is believed to be married next. So I don't know what happened at this wedding where they were like choosing someone from the crowd. I, the, I but hate that. somehow they chose a, a child and it was really bad. That's like the most sexual traditional part of a wedding. And they give yes. it to a child. No, yeah. It is the most like uncomfortable. And I think it's the one that like people have stopped doing the most. The most. Because it yeah. is, it's supposed to be like this very sexy thing. Like the bride sits in a chair and the guy like slowly goes up and like gets it with his hands or his Because they've never else. had sex before and it's like a right. big, it's a new thing for them. And everyone is like, oh. Everyone just watches. Yeah. So that one, no. I hate that. I hate that so much. What are your thoughts on the clinking glasses tradition? I did not know about this until. Really? Um, I wouldn't say recently. It was a couple years ago, but like I, I went a lot of my life not realizing this was a thing. You've been to a lot of weddings. I have. So, so the clinking glasses thing is you, if you, if you clink a, a little a silverware against your glass and it goes ding, 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 ding. Every time you do that, the, at the married couple at the reception. Every time you do that, the married couple has to kiss. I think it's maybe fine the first time, but after that, stop. <laughs> Yeah, the thing that, like, happened at my sister's is, like, their um, friends kept doing it just to, like, fuck with them because they knew they were, like, just trying to, like, eat. Hey, on your wedding day, it's hard to eat. They should have let them eat. (laughs) No, my sister, like, they went, like, slightly out of, I think, like, the normal order for their reception because my sister was Mm -hmm. like, I always hear that brides can't eat, so I wanted to eat first. So we, like, ate Mm -hmm. before anything else because she was like, I need to eat. Amazing. But my uncle came up. So people kept doing it. And my uncle came up and he was like, I have some advice. At my wedding, when there was this one lady that wouldn't stop clinking her glass. So eventually we went to her table and I kissed her instead. (laughs) She would stop. So at at one point, my sister and her husband like went to their friend's table and like leaned over the table and like kissed right in front of them. Like, is this what you wanted? It was very funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. I, I think it's fine the first time, but after that, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Dean told me, he was like, the one thing I've learned is that at our wedding, we're having plastic cups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was funny. Also, in my, I guess you wouldn't be singing happy birthday at a wedding, would you? <laughs> I think you should. I think you should before you cut the cake. I think there should be, 
This is happy. There wedding. should be candles on a wedding cake <laughs> because all you do, the thing you do with the wedding cake is you're supposed to like cut it and then feed it to each other. And some people like, yeah. Oh, okay. So some people smush it in each other's faces. Yes. The best man at my sister's wedding told me of a statistic that couples who uh, decide before the reception, like we are not going to smush it in each other's faces, but then one mm-hmm. of them betrays the other and does smush it anyway. They're going to get divorced. They have a higher divorce rate. I believe it. <laughs> uh, like other, like compared to couples who like decide they're going to smush it and do or like yeah. decide they're not going to and and they stick to their word and they don't. Isn't that funny? I believe that. I absolutely believe that. But I think there should be candles on the wedding cake that you blow out. Like, it's no fun that you just cut it and that's it. Like, who wants that? You should sing happy birthday. Yeah, I, I was going to say, in my family, before happy birthday is sung, my grandpa would always have to find a glass and a utensil, and he would he would ding the utensil against the glass um, as, as a way of being like, ah, we're tuning. But... But the mm. the joke is that in my family, um, we sing happy birthday as out of tune. Yes, and off my family as does this as well. Like everyone is at different tempos, sing mm. random notes. There's always someone who's just like happy. Mm. They just sing it for a really long time. <laughs> um, the point is for it to be as ugly as possible and loud. Yes. And loud as possible. I think there should be like a wedding, a wedding birthday song. Yeah, and so my grandpa would always he would always ding it to to tune right before we all sang horribly out of tune. Um, and so now he has died, but we someone always does that. But there isn't always a glass. So sometimes you're just like whacking something against. Like it'll be like <laughs> you gotta make <laughs> do. <laughs> um, but I think that should. People will do that also before they speak, like, to get people's mm-hmm. attention. And so I think do that, sing the wedding song. What is the wedding song? Happy wedding to yes. you. Happy wedding yes. to you. Happy wedding, dear. First name and second name and third name and fourth name. Happy wedding to you. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Great. All right. So that's sorted. Yes. I think of what else. Something, it didn't really happen at my sister's wedding, like, at all. But something I've noticed at other weddings is that there's, like, always talk and, like, jokes of, um, like, when they're going to have kids or talking about, like, how they're immediately mm. going to have kids or, like, the pressure to have kids. Mm-hmm. At my sister's wedding, though, I was, like, kind of preparing myself to people to be, like, oh, like, when are you getting married? Or, like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. No one said it. In fact, I had several family members be like, nah, you you don't even need to get married. Like, who cares? And I was like, oh, new. Mm-hmm. All right. New and exciting. I got asked about my book. I was never mm. asked about when I was getting married. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We love a professional woman. My, I think this is in part because about half of the weddings I have been to have been queer weddings. And so, they have not embraced all of the the expectations and stereotypes. Like when my when my one cousin got wedding got <laughs> oh <laughs> when my one cousin got married because usually it's like oh the bride's family sits on one side and the groom's family sits on the other yeah. for the for the wedding itself for the ceremony 
And I remember they had a sign they had a sign that was like, pick a seat, not a side, either way, it's for the bride. And I was mm, like, That's funny. Nice. Good. I don't wanna what if you're equally as close to both of them? Do you have to sit in the middle of the aisle? It would be funny to do one that's like bride, other bride, and you other don't know bride. which one. You have to figure out which you one. You have to worse. decide. Yeah, my sister didn't do that. I think that's like I get it, I guess. Yeah. But like yeah. seems seems like a lot of work. Or like when my godfather got married, he already – gay wedding, he already had a child. Mm. So people weren't like, oh, when are you having kids? <laughs> because there yeah. was like a five-year-old running around. <laughs> and there she already was, was one. Yeah. And she was she was actually a part of like the 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 ceremony, which was yeah. which was cute. And I don't remember if um his husband had formally adopted her then or if it was after, but like, you know, that that just was a whole other thing because it's an entirely different family dynamic. Yeah. I was like thinking about like the ceremony. Um mm-hmm. so my sister, uh her the bridesmaid who was like another queer person was actually the officiant. Mm-hmm. Um so it's funny because there's just like this tattooed queer person who was officiating the wedding and she like wrote the the ceremony herself so it was like very nice Mm -hmm. but and there was nothing like weird or like misogynistic in it um yeah but like i remember going to catholic weddings um a couple times and so long for so long because it's a full stand up sit down stand up sit down it's a full like catholic church what with a wedding added yeah it's like full mass plus wedding yeah um it's so long and boring. My sister thought yeah. briefly about doing one, and I was like, please don't make me stand through that. I'll pass out. And then she didn't. Um, but there are, like, I remember the last. I don't think the Catholic Church would let my sister have a Catholic I do not think so. I do not think they would allow that. Uh, oops. It was a while ago, the last Catholic wedding I went to. But I just remember. I've only their- been to one, and it was like 10 years ago now. Yeah, because they, they, they do, like, readings at masses, like, mm-hmm. from the Bible or whatever. And they do, like, specific passages about, like, love or marriage. They do wedding, wedding readings, um, yeah. Yeah, for the wedding ones. And I remember them being so misogynistic about, like, the God. wife serving the husband and, like, all mm-hmm. this just, like, really weird. I was like, I would mm-hmm. never want this set at my – like, during the ceremony, no. that is insane. Yeah. And it's been interesting to see how cuz there's the traditional wedding ceremony things the officiant says. There's like the standard and then, you know, you can change that however you want. It it has been interesting seeing how different people have approached changing different things and what they have mm-hmm. chosen to change it to. Um I mean, obviously for queer weddings, the whole you may kiss the bride, but also just even for straight woke weddings, yeah. people are like, "No, you like, <laughs> so like, just kiss. You may kiss. I don't know. You may you may kiss one another. You may you, you yeah. know, like just the different the different ways that that has been approached." I for my sister, I believe this is what she's doing. That she has she's heard is is, is common in in queer weddings is she's having both of my parents walk her down the aisle. Well, that's sweet because because usually it's just the dad. Usually it's just the dad like giving the daughter away. Here, yes. Give me my dowry. I made that joke at the rehearsal. My dad was like walking my sister down the aisle or whatever. And I made a joke about that because he was like shaking 
um, her husband's hand or something. And I was like, yeah. yes, here are your 12 goats. And everyone thought it was <laughs> very <know>. funny. I <laughs> felt so funny. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. But yeah, I think that's not just a queer thing, but I think that's probably going to become more common. Um, I've also heard of people or I've seen videos of people where they have a father and a stepfather mm. and they will have both of them walk them down the aisle. Or I saw one recently where like the girl's dad was walking her down the aisle and then they stopped when they got to where her stepfather was in the in the audience and she was like, get up, you're you're coming too. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I feel like the reception, I feel like, has been slower to change than the ceremony. Because I think... Because it's been... It's less overt. Yes. And I also think, like, because everyone used to get married in a church, it seems yeah. like. And now that people are moving away from that, there's just, like, more room for, like, customization, I guess. Yeah. Doing whatever the um, fuck you want. Yeah. And, like, ceremonies are so short now. It's, like... It's funny because oh, yeah. that's, like, the main part of the wedding. But it's, like, 20 minutes. And everyone's like, oh, minutes. great. I loved it. Because no one wants to just, like, stand there. And, and then they'll be like, yeah, we're, we're, we're timing it to the sunset. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> we have pictures to take. And then you just, like, mill about for a while while they take pictures. And then, it, and then you eat. <laughs> and then you I party. was so sad. I had to miss, like, most of cocktail hour because I was, like, taking family pictures. I, like, couldn't eat all the food. I'm so sad. Mm. See, that's not a problem for me. I don't drink. Oh, see, it wasn't even scary. It wasn't. Me. Oh, that's right. The food. I was like, you don't have to drink. There was just the little. It was. Yeah, m- most it was funny, me. though, because Dean was with me, obviously, and my parents were like working him the whole day. He was like setting stuff up with my dad, and he was, it was a whole thing. And during mm. family pictures, they like sent him to go get food for the family. And like in between pictures, he like ran up to Rachel and Donald, her husband, and was like, cheese, cheese. Cheese. They said no. And he was like, why did I do this? And then I ate the cheese. But also say cheese for the picture. But I'm- so here's here's a question. True. Here's a question. For family pictures, can fiancés be in the family pictures or do they have to be married? I think fiancés can be in the picture. Dean was in several family pictures. Yeah, because because some people will like. I think we did we did versions with and without Dean. I think. Yeah, that that's always a good call. I think because you know you never know what's going to happen with relationships. I've seen yes, exactly. Even if even if you're married, like you could get divorced, but at least your relationship there it was legally binding. True. And I feel like that just like feels different in terms of like oh yeah, my ex husband is in this photo, right? Versus my ex-boyfriend, my ex-girlfriend, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen a lot of photographers say that, like, they always keep significant others to, like, the outside so they're easily cropped or photoshopped out. And I've seen, like, a good amount of TikToks of photographers, like, photoshopping people out of wedding pictures. It's pretty funny. In my family, I think think if you're engaged, you can be in the pictures, but you can't be in the family Facebook group until you're married. (laughs) No. Wow, what a – and that's the reason to get legally married, not for, like, the health benefits. Unless you're Miranda, because Miranda is in the family. <laughs> is she really? Yeah, she has been for years. Why? Well, because she started going to my family's family events without me because I moved to California. <laughs> and oh, so she needed funny. to know – like, she she has gone yeah. to many events that I have not been to. Like, she went to that's Easter this year. Very funny. 
when when I decided to come home for the Fourth of July this year, I was like, oh, like, you know, you're 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 coming to the Fourth of July with me, and she was like, I mean, yeah, I was gonna go anyway, even if you weren't there. <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> final thoughts on weddings. I mean, I like them. We're both fans of weddings. Yeah, I've I've said it before on this podcast, but I really like weddings. In the, which seems counterintuitive as an arrow ace who doesn't want to pursue a, a relationship that ends in a wedding. Um, I guess begins in a wedding. Um, but <laughs> but I fuck all of the normative, stupid, traditional stuff. But I, I like the fact that it is just a celebration of like these people. And it's the one time in your life where you can get everyone in one spot and you can guilt people into coming (laughs) that was yeah that was my big takeaway from my sister's wedding is i was like kind of looking around the room and i was like when like these Mm. are all the people that are closest to my sister like when would you ever be able to get this and her husband obviously this group of people together like my cousins from florida and like people from all over exactly it is like it's uh, we've talked about a lot of the bad things, but there are a lot of good things about what I, I will never have that experience of like getting everyone or almost everyone in one spot. Or if I do, I will have to say this event is in place of the wedding I won't have. <laughs> <laughs> it's your um You will show adult- up. If you don't show up, Kizanyara. Yes, you, or bat mit- your adult bat mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. You will show up. If you don't show up, you better have a good fucking reason. <laughs> exactly. I do want you to have some. Well, a, I, a I did. Wedding. I did decide that on the off chance I ever get nominated for an Emmy, I will be wearing mm. a wedding dress to the Emmys. As you must. It'd be yeah, so because funny. I I love wedding dresses. I think they're great. I will never have a real opportunity to wear one. But if I get nominated for a fun, cool award. I think even if you don't, if you just go to the Emmys for some reason. Yeah, that's fair. That's mm. more, far more likely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're bound to go to the Emmys at some point for some reason. For some reason. Yeah, that's all I have. Uh, you know, like I said, we talked about a lot of like the weird tradition stuff, but mm-hmm. weddings are a very lovely time. It's just. I really like wedding. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's celebrating like two important people in your life. It's like getting to see a bunch of people you're close to. It's like having a little party. It's a good time to say all the things that you wouldn't say at any other time. That's true. Because it's like, you know, you're you're starting a new chapter in your life and it's, you got, let, let, it, it makes you reflect, I think. It does. It's, yeah, you're right. It's a good time to it's a it's a reason to be like sentimental with someone or tell them how much you appreciate them mm-hmm. or really just like celebrate them. There's not like a birthday, I guess, but people don't usually get that like sentimental for a birthday. So it's yeah. One of the yeah, bigger moments to like celebrate someone. Yeah. Which like, you know, it shouldn't be the only time and that's one of the things that sucks about weddings is that like it is seen as like a huge life event that everyone should have. And there isn't really a replacement event for people who don't have that. And that's why I'm wearing a wedding dress to an awards show. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, for people who get married more than once, often the second wedding, the third wedding will be far less big. People won't feel as um, obligated to come, you know. So it's like you really, you get your one shot. 
Yeah. Well, because it's supposed to be like, uh, that's another weird thing is it's supposed to be like the happiest day of your life or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know that that's true, but. The hungriest day of your life. Maybe you never get a fucking chance to eat because you got to talk. Maybe to the most stressful day of your life, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's all. Anyway. Yeah. I think weddings are cool, but a lot of the traditions around them are. So true. Kayla. Yes. What is our poll for this week? Should it be like, do you like weddings or like, do you want to have a wedding? Yeah. Um, what are your, I mean, it can be open. I feel like this would be an interesting one to be open-ended. Just like, what are your thoughts on weddings? Yeah. What are your thoughts on weddings? Like what? Yeah. I'm just curious to see what people think. Like maybe, maybe they're like me and they're like, I don't ever anticipate having a wedding, but I love weddings. Or, or maybe they're at that point in their 20s where they have to go to like five weddings a year. True. <laughs> they're sick of And they're that. like, guys, fucking stop. <laughs> yes. I am not there yet, but I do fear that day. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my like best friend from high school works in event planning and I think she has started doing more weddings and she like loves doing it. Um, it does which- sound super fun to be like a wedding coordinator. It's in theory, it sounds fun. I don't know that in practice it would be fun, but maybe that's just the me of it all. I would hate it. Yes. (laughs) Because also, like, how much creative control do you really have? Not that much. Oh, no. It's more of like an organization thing, I think. You're at the whim of, I can't organize. Fuck that shit. I know, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I'm not going to be solely organizing the bachelorette party. Um, Okay, cool. Uh, Kayla, what is your beef and your juice for this week? My beef is that it's going to be 90 degrees this weekend, which is really hot. And we did just buy a window air. Oh, you don't have AC. No. So we, yeah, we don't have AC. Uh, We just bought a window AC unit and we're going to try to install it tomorrow, but I am fearful. Mm. Um, So hopefully um, it doesn't suck. My juice, I feel like I have several juices. Uh, My sister's wedding. It was great. Mm -hmm. It was lovely. Um, I won a hundred dollars for saying the word gabagool in my maid of honor speech because my friend oh my God. bet me to do it and I did. How in what context did you say it? I said that something was a load of gabagool. Good. Excellent. Um, he is going to give me the hundred dollars in pennies, so basically I won <laughs> nothing because they're just gonna sit there. But also I don't know that he is because there's no way a bank is no, gonna do that. No. What you won is a pain in the ass. Yes, exactly. And he lost $100. A a pile of useless, useless pieces of metal. Exactly. But I also don't believe that a bank is going to give him $100 in pennies. Like, there's just no way. So I don't think it's a hundred. That's a hundred thousand coins. I know. I did that math really fast in my head. Please be proud. (laughs) My other juice is i went to like a pole fitness class like a pole dancing class you did i did and it's at this like queer sex worker stripper owned place in boston obviously Uh and it's like super body positive it was like this really small space but the instructor was super nice it was really fun i went with our friend asritha um Mm. but it was just a really fun way to work out and um i'll probably go back it was really cool i part of Here's here's my thing with that. I think it's interesting and I think it would be cool to try. My fear is I feel like a lot of times it's so much about like reclaiming female sexuality. And I 
that is not something that is in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Or that I, you know, I would just feel, I wouldn't, I would feel weird about it. What was your experience like? Yeah, I did feel a little, we didn't do like a lot of like sensual stuff because it was just an intro class and we were just like Mm -hmm. learning the basics. But I did Mm -hmm. find like the parts that did come up, I did feel a little awkward. Um. Just yeah. more. And like, I know part of it is like pushing through the awkwardness and just being yeah. like, all right, cool. But I think for me, it's like a, there, there's a certain point that I am no longer comfortable with it. Yeah. Not because I'm just being resistant, but because I'm literally sex averse asexual. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I think it was less of that and more just like the embarrassment of if I did it yeah. wrong or if I was like <laughs> trying to be sexy and it didn't work and I would like feel stupid. You don't want to do sensuality wrong. <laughs> exactly. It's all. It was also um, hard for me because I have a background in mostly tap dance, which is very rigid, and this mm-hmm. is like very flowy. So I had a hard time with that. But yeah, um, it was really fun. And the the studio has like classes specifically that it's like called sensual flow or something that's more of like mm-hmm. dance based rather than like trick based. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, they keep them, like, semi-separate. And at least at this studio, because it's, like, a queer space, I feel like if you told them, like, that makes me uncomfortable, they wouldn't care. Yeah. But at other studios, yeah. I'm sure it's different. Um, yeah. We had a good time. I think I'm going to go back. So. Cool. That's cool. My That's last nice. juice is that I um, played volleyball with some friends sitting in a park, and we used a, a weird metal barrier as um, the net, which – we shouldn't have done. And at one point, the volleyball went into the road, but the road was an off-ramp for a highway. So there was like a lot going on. And so Jared had to stop traffic and get it. And then like not a minute later, our friend Perry um, fell over the barrier and uh, did they and the barrier did go on the ground. And I almost vomited because I was laughing so hard. (laughs) And it was incredible. Those are my juices. Good. My beef... My beef is that I had something in my head, but I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know what it was. This is what I get. Mm-hmm. My, it was something to do with the many, many voice memos that I was sending you on my drive home. Was it? I know someone cut you off at one point. That was. Was it that you're not good at holding an accent? Oh, my God. Correct. <laughs> figured out my juice based off of the the unhinged voice memos I sent her I, when I was driving home from work. We are so connected. Um, I've never smelled smarter in my life. You've never smelled smarter. Exactly. Yes. I smell. You if you were like? to smell me right now, you'd be like, that's so smart. That smells smart. I, here's the thing. As a ute, I could do a British accent. It was very Emma Watson um, mm. because that's who I learned it from. And then in the Lord's Year 2012, which was 10 years ago now, it's strange the passage of time, I saw the movie Brave. I walked into the movie Brave not being able to do a Scottish accent. I walked out of the movie Brave being able to do a Scottish accent because my brain was still young and malleable. (laughs) As I have gotten older, I have picked up more accents. But my problem now is that because I am okay at a bunch of accents, is that I can no longer stay in one. Like she really do be switching. Like, <laughs> like as as a child, I would just do a British accent, or I would just do a Scottish accent. And now I'm like, I got a a voice message with I think four different accents. 
Yeah. You just it, kept it, slipping in them out of in them. Yeah. Irish and Scottish are really easy to kind of conflate, but sometimes it just goes Aussie, even though no American can do a good Aussie accent. And I no. recognize that. And I know that mine is not good. There are only certain words that I can say, but sometimes it just happens. And then sometimes it turns into like this weird Eastern European something. Um, and then I cannot stick to a single British accent anymore. It usually ends up turning Scottish or Irish. I, It's pretty sad because I like to speak in accents randomly just for fun. And I can't stay in one anymore. I will pray for you. Thank you. My juice is thinking very hard. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my juice is I was quite productive today. You know, I've been able to do some fun, creative things at work um, recently that I have probably spent too much time on, but I've gotten you certainly have. invested in. Um, and I sent them to the writer today, and if he doesn't like them, I will cry. <laughs> I mean, they look great. I would love them if I were the writer. It's it's for a pitch deck for for a series that we're pitching. So like a PowerPoint to go along with the it's with the fair. Talking. Graphic design is her passion. It is my passion. Um, and I one of them I literally I sent them in the email today. I was like, look, I spent a lot of time on this. I'm very proud of it. If if you don't like it, please be honest with me. But you have to let me down gently. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, please let me down gently and I will hold a funeral for these images. Oh my God. Um, you for can the put loved them ones. through the shredder. Yeah, for slowly. the loved ones of these images. And I was like, mostly me, but anyone else is invited. Um, oh my God. Did you send so. this in the email to the writer? Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love your professional emails. Listen, if my boss were on the email, I would not have said that, but he wasn't. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, um, that's my beef and my juice. You can find our – you can tell us about your beef and your juice. You can find our poll at some point on our social media at SoundsFakePod. If you would like to support us on Patreon, uh, you can do that. I was about to say for free, but that defeats the purpose of Patreon. Literally against the point. <laughs> um, we have two new $2 patrons. They are – nope. We have one new $2 patron, and it is Morgan. Thank you, Morgan. Thank we have you. a new $5 patron which is Adam Klager. Thank you. Clogger? I'm thinking Klager, but maybe not. Our other $5 patrons who we're promoting this week are Green underscore Sarah, H. Valdez, Hottest Stricker, Jackie Rubashkin, and Jacob Weber. Thank you to all of you for your support. Oh, yeah. Our $10 patrons who are promoting something this week are David J., who would like to promote Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marie Brown, David Nurse, who would like to promote... Uh, Sweaters staying where you thought they were. Derek and Carissa, who would like to promote the overthrow of heteronormativity, especially in the context of weddings. Cinnamon Toast Punch, who would like to promote rainy walks with friends and splashing in puddles. My question is, if you are Cinnamon Toast Punch, um, isn't wouldn't that get soggy? Maybe it's the, the other type of punch. Right, but the cinnamon toast, you know. What if you punch someone? What if what if you put punch in cinnamon toast crunch? Probably That'd be bad. nasty. Probably bad. <laughs> um, and my aunt Jeannie, who would like to promote Christopher's Haven. Our other ten dollar patrons are Arkness, R.E.K., Benjamin Abara, 
Changeling, and Alex the Ace Cat, Maggie Capelbo, Martin, Giselle, Maddie, Potato, Purple Haze, Rosie Costello, the Barefoot Backpacker, and the Steve. Our $15 patrons are Andrew Hillam, who'd like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast, Click for Caroline, who'd like to promote Ace of Hearts, Dia Chappelle, love to have you back, Dia. Thanks. Thanks for joining the party again. Um, who would like to promote Realm of Divinos? It is a Kickstarter for a game that Dia's friends are trying to make. So that's pretty sick um Hector Mario who would like to promote friends that are supportive constructive and help you grow as a better person Layla who would like to promote love is love also applying to arrow people Nathaniel White who would like to promote NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com uh Kayla's aunt Nina Maggart who would like to promote at KateMaggart.art uh last week I my did cousin, say my cousin Katie did a chalkboard drawing for the wedding um oh. there was like a chalkboard in like the um cocktail hour and it was mm-hmm. very good well, well, last week I did refer to your cousin as at Kayla Maggart Art or something. You know, it was something, and I heard you I said say something that. wrong. I d- yes, you did. And I picked up on it as we were recording, but you were on your little roll, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> I noticed it when I was editing. I was like, oh, I could fix that, but I won't. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Sarah Jones, who is at Eternal Lolly Everywhere. Our $20 patrons are Sabrina Hawk. Merry Christmas from your parents. And Dragonfly, who would like to promote wings that you can see through much like the wings of a dragonfly thanks for listening tune in next sunday for more of us in your ears and until then take good care of your cows bing bong